Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Conscious Effort Podcast. My name is Tracy. I have a good pal, Whitney, who's on the podcast. I have Whitney. Hi. I have decided not to exclude the boys. We also have... Oh, it's me, Tyler. Uh, I'm Justin. I'm but they're going to keep the speaking to a minimum because, after all, it is ladies' night. Anyway, you can find us at ConsciousEffortCreative.com. You can find us on Facebook.com. Shut up. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook.com slash ConsciousEffortCreative and also on Instagram at ConsciousEffortCreative. You said we're keeping the talking to a minimum. You said nothing about ASMR. All right. That's it. We're done. I can't hear that. <laughs> From this point forward, no ASMR is allowed. It is ladies' Fuck. night, and I have decided to banish ASMR on this episode. Stop laughing. That's pretty good because all that ASMR. Stop just laughing. Makes me you are only encouraging it. We just we just lost half Whitney our listeners when you banned ASMR. That's the only reason I listen to this show. All right, so oh. the video of the dog. ASMR eating carrots and cucumbers. It's Not different. on this show. It's a cute Nobody, puppy. It's I know. Cute. It's different. It's different. And he was even like snorting. You in guys between. are not as cute as a puppy. I hate to break it to you. Mm. I mean, there's a market for that. Let's face it, though. <laughs> uh, odds are, <laughs> one of us is also probably allergic Justin's to carrots anyway. So probably, no, probably just Justin. Are you allergic to carrots? Oh, no. Not currently. <laughs> yeah, they haven't invented a tick for that yet. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, poor guy. It's rough. Yeah. No bacon for you. No. Turkey or bacon. burgers. Turkey bacon. You can have an bacon. Impossible Burger. Yeah. We gotta trace these down. We've gotta figure it out. We gotta see if you can tell the difference. Or if you just if you I know. can, you're gonna feed Between me what? beef. You're gonna feed me a ground beef burger. <laughs> you have a memory. You'll, you, you'll, you'll remember. Do you want him to die? But this Look, can't be a true you want, taste I mean, no. test. Wait a minute. We're, let's not talk about Wait that. Wait a minute, Ryan. Do you want the butthole eyes to make a comeback? I'm sure you Only if we catch eyes. it on video. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. What's the <laughs> if it's going to happen, it's at least got to be worth it. meat now. Oh, yeah. so you swell up real big? My, yeah. my eyelids do. They look like buttholes. Why are you staring at buttholes, first of all? Like, why do you know what I mean, because like? that's what his eyes look like. So, I mean, like, have you read comics? No, <laughs> like, I don't read comics. Anybody who comics says they've never buttholes. seen a butthole is no, lying. but, like, if, if, you, if you... You have a baby. <laughs> you see a butthole every day. <laughs> no, I, I don't stare at it. I make sure there's no shit left on it. I'm sure you could describe it. it. Well, there you go. Even in passing, everybody in this world has seen a butthole. Does yeah. it look like an asterisk? No, not really. Okay, never An mind. An asterisk? <laughs> <laughs> I knew what she was getting at. Uh, right. Okay, so <clears throat> now that we've had that aside. So that anyway, um, Whitney has got some different perspectives on music, specifically live music. She has toured with bands and worked on cruises, so I just kind of want to ask her, like, how did you get your start? If you were going to tell some of our listeners who don't know you. Uh, well, first of all, I would say that my music started, my music loving started when I was probably, I was being kindergarten because it was 93 and I was when the November Rain music video came out for Guns N' Roses. I was at my friend Ashley's, she's actually my cousin, she's babysitting and I was in her living room watching the music video on TV 
and I thought it was interesting because I was used to watching cartoons. And this is not a lie, I really did watch that music video at six or seven, however old you are in kindergarten. And uh, I kind of like started like loving music after mm -hmm. that. My dad had uh, cassette tapes in his car. And I remember Badfinger, Bread, and Elton John were like the three that we played all the time. So I just kind of started loving music. And then I think I saw Guns N' Roses again on the MTV Awards in the eighth grade. Of course, it was like the Buckethead version. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really Guns N' Roses. And uh, I was like, God, I love, you know, I got to do something with music. And so I became obsessed with everything 80s. I bought like old magazines from the 80s, like Hip Parader and stuff and and ordered t-shirts out of them and decided that, you know, that was it. I was doing music and then fast forward to, to college and I wanted to move to California and then I got a boyfriend and that didn't happen. So then after I graduated, I started working at Crane and then on the weekends, I met a guy from Chicago that was a promoter and he asked me if I wanted to help him do a few small shows here or there in the Chicagoland area and then he also had a house in, um, in Phoenix, so I would go out and do a couple shows out there, and basically I was working for free, but for the experience, I was doing dressing rooms and and uh, catering and stuff like that. So that's kind of how I started working in the music industry, uh, small time. Like we did like small shows with like bands like Warrant from the '80s, and um, nice. I think the first show I did like that wasn't just at like a club was in Vegas, and it was Vince Neil and Slaughter and Warrant. So that's kind of how I got started. And then mm -hmm. while I was working those, um, I kind of got seen by people I had just met down the pipe. And then I ended up starting to work on those cruises, which that's a whole nother long story. But so that's kind of how I got started with it. That was like the abridged version. I could talk for So what is the company that puts on those cruises? Because I'm familiar with like 311 does cruises and a few others. There's like a, a an actual company that does those, right? Um, on the Blue is a company that puts on the cruises I worked for, Monsters of Rock. Mm -hmm. And um, we did the Moody Blues cruise and then mm -hmm. the Cruise to the Edge, which is like prog rock cruise. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought that was a flat earth cruise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, nice. Um, on the Blue is one of the companies, and then we worked with a partner company called uh, Loud and Clear, and they're mm -hmm. like the staging and the sound and all that. Um, I'll have to look it up. Like yeah, I said, I, I know that 311 does cruises because uh, a few of my friends have actually gone multiple times. It's a huge market now. Yeah. Everybody has a cruise. Kid Rock has a cruise. I mean, Kiss has a cruise. What a great idea, though. You right. know, I mean, think about it. I mean, a lot of these ships are actually a little bit smaller than what you would see uh, on like, oh, what's the word? Anyway, Royal Caribbean. I, yeah, I'll, I think they're aren't I they a little you bit smaller? For like Monsters of Rock. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, but they're like smaller than those huge ships, right? Actually, no. No, not no, at all. Um, huh. The first ships that that I remember working on were um, Divina. Mm -hmm. They they were MSC ships. It was called the MSC Divina, and it's an Italian cruise line. Mm -hmm. And their ships were actually pretty big. Like the Disney cruise liners have just gigantic ships, right. and actually um, Royal Caribbean has the <clears> biggest. That I've worked on, um, and then we used to do the Norwegian cruise lines, the NCLs, and they're big mm. as well. And the last cruise I did was on Royal Caribbean, mm. and it was one of, like the Navigator of the Seas was going to be the next one they did, and it's like one of the biggest ships. So I see. they charter out cruise cruise ships. The crew for the ship is all still on the ship. Yeah. And it's then, just a different uh, different 
Yeah. You bring on, we bring on our own crew <laughs> right. to do all the do the live, right. And, yeah, right? Right. I got you. So that's why you know tickets are astronomical sometimes to go on those cruises. Yeah. You mentioned doing dressing rooms and stuff like mm-hmm. that at different venues uh, for different tours. What all goes into that sort of thing? Like, are you in charge of setting up uh, whatever's in the rider or what the artist requests in the dressing room, or do you have to like? prep furniture or something like that? Um, usually the venue would take care of most of the furniture stuff. Um, there were times when we did festivals outdoors in Chicago. We did farm rocks is what they were called. Um, and there was nowhere to have dress. There were no dressing rooms. It was in like a field at a place called the golf farm. So like there were times when I would have to try to call like RV companies and rent um, like RVs and campers to have as dressing rooms. But for the most part, when I did shows, um, the dressing rooms were set up furniture-wise, but we would always get a rider from the band before, and and you'd have to you know make sure within reason you got what they wanted. Like sometimes there's like the brown M&M, the outrageous stupid stuff yeah. on it, and they do it. In, and honestly, they're not doing it because they really want it. They're doing it to make sure you're paying attention yeah, to what they I've want. Yeah, I've read that before. Like yeah. Depends on if well, that guy's being some, an asshole today. Some people just want like a certain brand of something, right? Well, okay, okay, yeah. They're sometimes they're super particular about brands and stuff, but like the mm-hmm. really dumb, down, deep in the weeds stuff is just to make sure you're paying attention. They're writer, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, like when you do festivals, like you know, you can put in there ahead of time, like, hey, this is festival style. You know, I need your top five priorities. Like, you you don't get everything. I mean, some of them mm-hmm. are just ridiculous for the caliber of band that you're putting on, like you can't be spending some of the money that they want you to spend. Like, sorry, you're not getting 17 bottles of Grey Goose on your rider. It's not going to happen. There's four of you, and three of you don't drink anymore. And, so, your, and your show only lasts like an hour. Right, And there's right. there's 12 other bands that are playing Absolutely. on that stage tonight. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I, in I some of these that. cases, you were in charge of, did you have to, like, procure the dressing rooms in? Like, you mentioned some of the RVs and different things like that. Like, in places where there isn't a designated dressing room, you guys had to yep. create a space for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There's yeah. a lot that goes in. And people, you know, yeah. when you say you work, you do festivals or you work concerts, people are like, oh, that's got to be so much fun. And don't get me wrong, it is a blast, but it is a stress bubble from the moment it starts till the moment it's White over. knuckle. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and basically, you're always wrong, mm. and the artist is always correct when you're talking yeah. to them. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're, when you're away, it's like, you know, I've done my fair share of cursing, and, and I've been yelled at and chewed out and spit up. Well, it, I mean, it's etiquette. I mean, right. <clears throat> it's kind of like this. You have to decide. Like, uh, no one would, service. no one would be there if not right. for this person. And so, all these jobs, you have to keep that in mind. You know, like the studio etiquette kind of ties into that too. Like, you have to realize that you know you wouldn't be doing anything if not. Right. You know. Uh, so. And ninety nine percent of the people I've worked with are fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you have that small percent that they want to push the diva edge a little bit. But honestly, it's, you know, they're humans at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They're just like you and me. So. Well, and usually if someone was being diva-ish, it was carrying over from something that was happening to them personally. Mm-hmm. Like it had nothing to do with you. You yeah, were just something outside of it. Convenient target. Yeah. yeah. So you got to have tough skin. I learned that after my first show, I locked myself in a bathroom stall at the venue for about 20 minutes and cried like a little baby and then i wiped off my face and went outside and took the rest of it all night and mm-hmm. that's just you know you gotta if they see you cry then you failed mm-hmm. right so 
So do you do you have any funny stories, like anything super memorable <coughs> that makes you chuckle when you think about it? <laughs> yeah, you know, just stories that aren't about you crying in a bathroom for twenty minutes. <laughs> That's a yes. Um, I mean, like I put coffee beans in a coffee pot because I thought they were ground coffee and warrant came out of their dressing room. That's actually that's actually a good one. (laughs) They came out of their dressing room and they're like That's that's a good intern story. Uh, Those are those are beans. Those are beans. Yeah. Hundred percent pure arabica. About the beans. Stuff like stuff like that's happened. There's been all kinds of Well you told me some funny stories about they called you like Cheeto. Oh, okay. So yeah, I forgot about that. See, I tell you things, but yeah. I, it's hard for me to... Okay. So, um, after I did the dressing room stuff, I actually got hired on with the catering company last summer. And we did several... <laughs> this is kind of a funny story. <laughs> we did several, like, um, one-offs. I worked. We worked a couple days for U2 in Indianapolis, and we worked you, a couple days for Guns N' Roses in St. Louis. And, and I went on tour with Fall Out Boy for a month with this catering company. And uh, I have, I'm obsessed with Cheetos. So I, I used to have a problem with flaming hot Cheetos. Like I would eat them constantly. And everyone in the catering company knew that I was obsessed with Cheetos. And um, we were working in Panama City, Florida, and everyone was drinking moonshine on our night off that we got for free. And I had a whole little jar, mason jar full of cotton candy moonshine. And I was pretty much not sober or coherent anymore. And I was laying in my bunk with my phone propped up on the bus on a pillow watching cartoons and shoveling Cheetos in my mouth and I didn't think anyone was on the bus and my boss opened my curtain and he goes Jesus Christ so then ever since then Cheeto was my name he wrote Cheeto on my checks like everything he gave me was a Cheeto I would wake up with Cheetos in my bunk all the time I had then that next morning I woke up with Cheetos on my face and on my fingers and um yeah so that's the Cheeto story I guess that's kind of funny (laughs) It gives its personality. It is, you know, living in a, a bunk in a box for a month is, is interesting, but you're not supposed to eat in your bunks. And that's a running rule. And I uh, and you're not supposed to poop on the bus. No, my God, no. You can't flush toilet paper, and you definitely don't poop on the bus. Are there any other rules for the bus that you don't, you don't do? Um, don't take your shoes off in the, in the alley. If you do, I worked with a bunch of dudes that were cooks that were sweating in a kitchen for 12 hours a day. And when they took their shoes off, it smelled like a dead carcass. You have got, if you're going to take your shoes off, you either need to spray them outside or let them sit outside the bus to air or put them in a drawer. Like they would leave, some of them would leave their shoes in the, in the alleyway and it's horrendous. So this was an actual, actual bunk bus. Yes. Like there was no like living area front and back. It was like just a bunk bus kind of thing. No, there, there's a front area. There's like a front area um, uh. with like a couch and stuff. But, but in the alleyway where all the bunks were, mm-hmm. they would kick their shoes off in front of their bunks and I see. it would permeate. Yeah. Our um, experience was different. Like we, the, the bus that we, that I, that I spent a month on, uh, it actually had like a front and back area. And the, the 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 bunks were in the middle. Mm-hmm. There was only six of them, I think. And uh, the bus was actually corns. There were certain compartments that you could like stick your head in. And oh yeah, you could tell that they were transporting some uh, oh yeah green stuff. At times, it you could still smell it. We had the back area. That was the back lounge mm-hmm. was my boss's office. So uh, he had like his 
cool little office area set up, so we really didn't go back there. But, but yeah, um, you do not poop on a on a bus ever. You don't flush toilet paper or tampons, which we had a phantom tampon flusher. Sorry hmm. for the vulgarity, but no one could figure out who it was, and it was absolutely <laughs> disgusting because. But Cheetah was the only female on the bus. Absolutely, I was not. There's two other females, and I know I, I have an idea of who it was, but she was crazy, and we just. So how many people were on the bus? Um. The Fallout Boy tour probably would have been like seven or eight, probably. Man, and we I shared with five. Oh, we, I, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was bad. Our water smelled like sulfur, so when you brush your teeth, you had to use bottled oh. water. Like it was horrible. And we showered in the arenas because, I mean, I think our shower worked, but it was our door didn't lock, so. I was always petrified of dudes walking in on me, taking a shower. You went in a little bit about what it's like living on a bus and touring around, uh, working with bands in that mm -hmm. sort of environment. What's it like living on a ship, touring with a band in that sort of environment? Like you mentioned, there's different rules that you do and don't do working on a bus. What's it like cruising around on a ship? Oh, so the ship is a totally different animal. In my opinion, the ship is a blast. It is a lot of work, and you do not sleep, because um, on the Monsters of Rock cruise, like there's probably like thirty some bands, and there are seven different venues. There are shows going on at all times. That's insane. So from the time you wake up in the morning until ten, eleven at night, you're go go go. Especially doing what I was doing, like just I had to make sure every every dressing room, backstage area, stage had a cooler, had their writer had their liquor, had everything that they needed, had their meals, you know, um, artists would come to our hospitality room, which was like a head, look at a little headquarters if they needed some kind of medicine or if they needed more water. Because when you're on a cruise ship, you can get, like your meals are all free, like when you go to the buffet and stuff, but like as far as drinks are concerned, like you can't just go. It's like get cash a, bar kind of stuff. Well, yeah, and you can't, like you have to pay like a lot of money for a Coke. Like, you can't just go get, like, a bottle of water either. So, like, we had all that stuff, like, in our hospitality area. And the artists would come and we'd hand it out. But um, would they come when it's, like, not their show? Yeah, 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 well, uh, yeah, because they're living on that. They only play, each artist plays, So it's, like, like constant hospitality for every band. Yeah. Each artist plays, like, maybe two shows. Some play, like, one more. But, but they're, like, they're living there. So we have to take care of them the whole time. And there's, like, 30 different That's bands. That's insane. So, but it, but in my opinion, it's, like, a lot more fun. Just because, like, it is go, 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 go. But you can still kind of have fun at the same time. Because when we would port, like, in Cosmel or um, we ported in the Keys once. Like, I would usually get, like, three or four hours the day that we ported to go, like, explore. So, like, it's, like, hard work. But you're also kind of, like, a pseudo vacation. But you're working your ass off. I love the cruises. Those are probably my favorite thing to do. I mean, obviously you can't make a living off of them because you only do like five or so a year, but they're a lot of fun. And so why is it they only do about five a year, you say? It's is just... It, is it's, that like a seasonal yeah. type, sort of thing? Mm -hmm. Like when I started in the fall was the cruise to the edge, and it varies, but the fall was cruise to the edge. And then um, like one January, we did a Def Leppard themed cruise, but that was just like a one-time thing. And then we always usually do a Moody Blues cruise, which Moody Blues is the headliner, and then you have like all kinds of older bands, and then, um, then the Monsters of Rock, and then they've actually they did a, a Labruski cruise once. The Labruski cruise was more of like a jam band cruise, like OAR was on it. Um, and I don't know if you've ever heard of Tyler Bryan, The Shakedown. 
I don't think I so. Has not. anybody else heard of them? No. I don't, I don't think I recognize okay, them. Okay, I'm going to do a little plug for them, even though they've been around for a while. Um, I think I saw them for the first time at the Rathskeller in Indianapolis in like 2012. But they are a bluesy rock band, and they are fantastic. Um, Graham Whitford, Brad Whitford's son from Aerosmith, plays guitar in that band, and they're fantastic. So Tyler Bryant, The Shakedown. But they were on the Labruski cruise, um, and that was actually a cruise that was like a, a tester cruise. They were going to try to do a craft brew cruise, like a craft beer cruise, and it it went over okay. Um, they actually were going to have the dude from the Big Lebowski. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Jeff Bridges was actually, like, possibly going to come on the cruise and just do, like, appearances, but it fell through, so that would have been way cooler. But the cruises are totally, like, living on a ship is not, not even the same thing as living. I mean, on a ship, we all had our own cabin, your own shower, your own bathroom. It's totally not the same as living on a bus. Are there any rules to what you can and can't do on a ship? Or is it mostly just like, like if you were living at home or living in a hotel or something like that? Yeah, no. I mean, I don't think there's any rules. If there was, I wasn't following them because I was basically just <laughs> treating it like it was just my room at home. No, I don't think there's any really rules. I mean, obviously, if you were smoking, don't throw your cigarettes out, you know, because if they blew back into the deck below, you know, Titanic. Hmm. You mentioned that the cruises tend to be more seasonal. Do they tend to be more like fall, winter sort of time, or do they happen more like spring or summer? Fall, winter, usually. I don't think I've worked a cruise that's been in the summer. The like furthest one we had, a, I think March, we had some in March one year. Um, we did one in October. That was probably the earliest fall one we did. We did one, uh, a Monsters of Rock out of L.A. a couple years ago as like a trial thing. They hadn't gone out of the Port of Los Angeles. We usually go out of Miami. Oh, okay. But, so you're typically more in the Atlantic, yeah, less Bahamas, in the Pacific. Yeah, Oh, okay. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Cozumel, those areas. But we went out of uh, L.A. that time. And, and it's really cold in the Pacific. And I wasn't aware of that. It's very cold. It's not warm. <laughs> I packed for Mexico. And it was not warm. <laughs> yeah. So when you're typically doing your cruises more in the like the Bahamas area, even though it's winter, I assume you still dress for warm weather. Is that right? Oh, yeah. It's usually warm. I mean, you might have a couple storms here or there where you need a jacket, but it's it's warm. Yeah. I ask because I've never, I've never been in that sort of area. I don't take a whole lot of vacations mm-hmm. or anything like that, so... I mean, if you really don't know, like, what you want to do for a vacation... Hopping on one of those cruises is probably your best bet because, like, they set everything up for you. And when you land at your ports, like, you can do excursions and, and, and like, everything is, they assist you with it. Like, you don't have to try to plan stuff on your own, which is kind of overwhelming for people sometimes when they take vacations out of the country. So, I suggest a cruise. I think they're great. Um, they're pretty much, like, all-inclusives. Like, Unless you eat at a fancy restaurant on a cruise ship, like your buffet, like your food's all paid for, it's included in the price of like your ticket. So yeah, I'm a big advocate for cruises, and anybody, and I, everybody here loves music, and they have a music cruise for literally everything now. I mean, they had a a Gronkowski cruise for the one of the football players from the New England Patriots. <laughs> oh, like geez. they, had, I'm not kidding. They had gone out right before we were getting ready to leave once, and and it's like that would be like my worst nightmare, but. <laughs> because I hate the Patriots. <clears throat> but yeah. So there's there's a cruise market for everything and they're actually a lot of fun. I'm gonna find out if there's an Alpha Gal cruise. 
Oh, goodness. There's no <laughs> beef. No mammals allowed except humans. No beef, no so, pork, no so lamb. So a half-vegan cruise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Half-vegans. I imagine you'd probably have a hard time finding, like, a really nutritious vegan meal on a cruise. Because there's only so much you can do with, like, food on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. Because everything has to be preserved so well. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um... You want to tell the story about when we watched that scary movie last year? So, a lot of my listeners, they probably know that I really like uh, true crime and scary movies and horror and all that. Um, But Whitney also does like that stuff, so that's one of our cool things. We bond over serial killers. Yeah, we love love true crime and um, all the... The scary stories, so like, um, but I really just like serial killers. I, wee, I, uh, wee, wee. I have a hard Nerd time. Alert. I have Nerd a, alert. Shut up. I have a hard time finding people to go see scary movies with me. So like, Whitney's my go-to. So like, when there's a scary movie I want to see, I'm like, Hey, Whit, you want to go watch this scary movie? And she's like, Fuck yeah. So uh, it goes exactly like that. Ex- exactly <laughs> like that. Exactly. I like can that. imagine. Yeah. So when I text her, like she sends me a voice note, and she goes, "Fuck yeah!" So anyway, <laughs> so um, we watched this scary movie last year when she was pregnant. Um, it was the Stranger. It was the si- the sequel to the Stranger. And it movie was like Tyler. It was uh. So mm. we had dinner before, but Liv it was Tyler. still like six p.m. You know, like on a Tuesday night. We were the only people in the theater besides a, a man and a woman, and they were in the very back. Yeah, uh, they were together, which we realized halfway through separately. the movie. Yeah, they were together, but on opposite sides of the row. So the guy was sleeping through most of the movie, or so he thought, because he was making some really strange noises. Yeah, it just sounded like he was snoring at first. Mm, yeah, among other things. But <laughs> it was kind of creeping us out, because we were like, okay, so he's either going to murder all three of us, or <laughs> just the lady next to him, or maybe just me and Tracy. <laughs> Um, and then towards the end of the movie, he just started blurting shit out, and it was very obvious yeah, that they he was were like, like married. He was like, "Don't go in there! Holy shit! Don't, Holy shit. don't do it! You know what's gonna happen? That kind of shit." And Whitney and I were like, we were like texting each other. Well, we really thought we were we were gonna get murdered in the movie theater yeah. at first because he was like, mo- "Why would you and, leave? And was the well, movie that good?" I mean, I don't know, but I was kind of invested. Plus, like, I didn't want to be a, a scaredy cat. I'm just gonna throw this out there: the movies aren't cheap anymore. Yeah, and I'm a tight. You know, and I pop. So I, bought I was popcorn. not gonna leave the movie. I bought unlimited popcorn, and most uh. people don't know this about me, but when I go to see the movie, half of it is for the popcorn. Like I fucking. There's a solution to every problem. I love, <laughs> I love movie theater popcorn. Go get, go get the uh, the movie theater person. He's like, hey, just stand in the hallway for a second and listen to what's going on. No. Well, I mean, it wasn't. And then I, mean, I want to get. Was, I, and then I want to. I was in it. my head. Part of me was afraid to walk past him for a minute. Oh, yeah, so it was oh, so it, so it was yeah. that thing. Like you were like trapped. We, yeah, we were yeah, totally. Uh, was right by we the were like at the front. I so see. I like nudged her, and I was like, I "I'm gonna go to the bathroom." That makes a difference. Yes, yeah. I'm gonna get creeped out. I was like, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom." You text me if anything crazy happens. And so, like, I texted her while I was peeing, and I was like, is everything cool in there? There's a lot of <laughs> pee references in this I was podcast. Like, I was like, I'm peeing it out. Tracy may everything... or may not have a bladder problem. <laughs> I do have a bladder problem. <laughs> but I was like, is everything good in there? She's like, yeah, it's all good. So I went in, and I was like, you're good to go. And then she went to pee, 
And I was like, I really need some more popcorn, but I'm going to leave you in here by yourself. So, you know, then I found out you can't get refills on your popcorn if you get a small, which is mm. stupid. It's a racket. Nevertheless. Bastards. So I'm going to kind of go off on a small <laughs> tangent. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I like I, it already. Because I'm obsessed with horror movies. Tangents no, are no, definitely no, no, no. our me style. Too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. It's probably I just want to, I, I want to go around and I want everyone to say their favorite horror movie. Oh, I got oh, it. Oh, gosh. I got it. I want to go last. Oh, I, I got it. I got to think okay, we'll start in order Ryan. to pick right, one. Okay. I got it. Definitely Aliens. Why? Really? Yes. Because it was the most terrifying shit whenever I was little. All right, the fucking face huggers crawling on the ground. I saw that when I was like eight. And I swear. Still scarred. Whenever I would go to bed, I would not touch my bedroom floor. Wouldn't do it. Like, if I had to pee or something, like, nope, I'm good. I'm just kidding. I would literally call my brother to, like, turn the light on. Wow. So that I could go use the restroom. Yeah. Like, I saw that when I was eight. Saw the face hugger crawling around uh, around the ground. Uh, yeah. That was it. Dude, I was out at my brother's house the other day. It's pitch black outside. I'm smoking a cigarette. And I hear this, like, scuttling sound across uh-huh. the leaves and gravel. And I turn around, and I saw one of those face huggers turned out and it was, was his, so high no it was his dog he's got a little uh chihuahua yorkie mix it's long haired tail sticks up and like his his little legs are so short that i'm telling you sounds like the little they nailed new it dog it's gus oh yeah yeah, yeah, that, yeah yeah i'm just saying he's super cool but he almost got punted i'm telling you it scared the bejesus out of me that was a very at least to me anyway a very effective scary scene uh i mean and there's more in aliens that that was pretty awesome too you know i'm a big sci-fi fan you know so it it fits the horror thing and the sci-fi thing you know so uh right on everything up to that point i loved but then i hated it (laughs) <laughs> but that's the thing about horror movies is is you have to you have to find the one that like scares the shit out of you, but you like it, but right. you don't like it, but you like it. Yeah, exactly. That's a good horror movie. Justin. Pass. <laughs> Pass. What? The cranberry. Oh come on. I don't I don't watch the horror genre. He doesn't you have. Bro. No, 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 he doesn't. No, he doesn't. At all? When I would... Nope. I told Whitney, Children I was like... Children of the Corn? No. Thinner. No. Nope. Whitney knows this. Anything Stephen King? He really doesn't. My life he is doesn't. terrifying enough. I don't need to he go and like seek out thrills. refuse. I'd be like, hey, let's find a scary movie on Amazon Prime. No. No dice. Nothing. No Jason? No. 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 Freddy? Justin's version of a horror movie is the restaurant menu. Okay, what's the scariest <laughs> movie you've Aww. ever seen? Huh? What's this... You've obviously seen Aliens. Just say Aliens and be lame. All right, I agree with Ryan. Aliens is the scariest movie ever. We can can move on now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) I'll say this. If if I'm going to watch something that's going to scare me, it's not like... uh, It's not gory. It's not got a bunch of jump scares and shit like that. It's like psychological thrillers. Stuff that... Stuff that, like, scares you, uh, like, 
like grabs at something in your subconscious. So, psycho, elaborate. Psycho. So yeah, elaborate. What's one that, that uh, maybe has done that for you? Uh, moon. Oh yeah. So yeah. you wouldn't really, oh, yeah. you wouldn't really say Moon is a, yeah. is a horror movie, but Ryan's it scared the shit out of me. Fucking wrestler right now. Yes. Oh yeah. So Ryan's I'm just, trying to cut a promo. So oh, uh, yeah. to lay down the premise of this movie, you know what? I don't care about spoilers. It's old. So right. If you haven't seen it it's yet, so. if you haven't seen it by yeah. now, it's your fault. Yeah, 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 it's your fault. So essentially, what's happened is, is there's this guy on the moon, and his job is to maintain this machine. And he's maintaining this machine. He has a little AI robot thing that's kind of helping him out. You know, keeps him happy. And he's got this this family that he that he's waiting on. Anyway, moving on down the line, you find out that uh, he's actually a clone. And so his body starts breaking down because he's a clone. And he figures out that, oh shit. The reason I'm dying is because there's another clone of me in the pipeline <laughs> getting ready to be born. Okay, that's really weird. And oh, it's 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 frightening. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it yeah. Then he finds out that everything in the place that he's in is just a self-perpetuating lie. Yeah, so his family doesn't exist. His job doesn't exist. He ends up going out in the middle of somewhere on the moon and finds another copy of himself that's just dead. And oh yeah, that's that's a horror movie. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a horror movie. Uh, so yeah, valid. That is valid. Dope. Psychological thrillers do count. Yes. Okay. Because they screw with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good choice. Thank you, Tyler. So I'm probably a bad person to ask about this sort of thing because I don't watch a whole lot of movies. But one that always stuck out in my mind as a kid was the movie The Langoliers, and I don't know if you really considered that horror it's probably more in the sci-fi sort of category it's a stephen king right but i just remember the image as a little kid of the langoliers going through just eating everything up and that always just stuck out in my mind for whatever reason so even though it may not technically be a horror movie you were probably pretty young when that came out on tv because it was actually a a tv uh miniseries yeah i I remember first seeing it on tv and then years Uh later I think I may have rented it from uh, the Martin County Video here in town. I remember it. Still be here. It made an impression on me as well, uh, because the production value was so good. But then you go back and watch it like twenty years later, which that can't be said for all Stephen King movies. "Mm, That's not so good. Like the the actual Langoliers are uh, uh, maybe. 30 polygons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're pretty... They're Whenever pretty I rewatched it's like it like origami that yeah. they just swung yeah. on. When I watched it re- like years later, I realized, like, man, this did not look as good as I thought it did wee, as a little wee. kid. Nerd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 30, but, 30 I, polygons doesn't I was kind good. of into, like, maybe horror video games. Like, there was one here a few years back called uh, Slender Man, and I'd heard a lot about it, and I finally decided I was going to play it, and I played it with a friend of mine. And uh, we were just in this tiny little computer room. It was just a spare room in a house. And we purposely turned out all the lights to try to make it terrifying. So the only light in the entire room was just the glow from the computer screen. And uh, we were playing in such a way that one person was controlling the keyboard, one person was controlling the mouse. So one person controlled where you moved, and the other mm-hmm. person controlled where you looked. And uh, I remember by the time the game ended, 
my teammate was literally in the corner in the fetal position just screaming because it just freaks you out. See, that's you, fucked up, though. It seems like such a simple concept. Like, you're just walking around trying to collect paper, and from time to time, there's someone that appears behind you. But, I don't know, in the moment, it's it really starts to freak you out the longer you play it. Well, those two girls in Wisconsin stabbed their friend almost to death because the Slender Man told them to. Right, mm. I remember reading about that's that. That's creepy. That, that shit is up. weird. Yeah. If anything, it, it, it just tells... Tells you how uh, man- manipulative uh, or how open to manip- manipulation your average human right. is, yeah. uh, because the Slenderman tale goes back what twenty years, something like that. It's like copy pasta from you know, way back. Yeah, it's like twenty years, and so where did they hear this tale? Who did they hear it from? I mean. Could have been the internet, you know. Could have could have reinforced the idea right. on the internet, but it just just goes to show how manip- how open to manipulation uh, the average human really is, and it kind of it's kind of scary to think about that. You know, given the right circumstances, given the right influence, that people can do that sort of thing. I think these girls are like thirteen or fourteen too, yeah. so it was really strange that they would go to like those lengths you yeah know. yeah or and they would they would take it so lightly to do so right like to, it's no big deal I'm a, murder a, someone. like to a, a friend yeah an actual yeah. friend yeah. like they they were friends with this person mm-hmm. you know uh, at least you know for all intents and purposes right they were know. friendly with them you know yeah. they, it was an acquaintance they knew her it wasn't yeah. some stranger they picked out so it's it's, it's scary that's creepy that thing's always creeped me out obviously so here's something cool about um you're talking about like uh, serial killers and um, love and murder and stuff. Uh, the Ted Bundy tapes uh, uh, docu series yeah. on Netflix is coming out the twenty fourth. It is featuring Zac Efron. Is that the is that the same thing as I thought it was a movie? I'm not yeah. sure. Uh, well, I think it's I think it's like a four part series. Oh, cool. or yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. So James Hetfield from Metallica is in it too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This has been in the works for a while. I told you about it like a year ago, mm-hmm. and you had no interest because you I, don't care about true crime. Uh, chasing a murderer. You guys have seen that, yeah. Chasing or making a murderer. Is that it? Making it's a making a murderer. Yeah. yeah. Which one is that one about? Um, the the, the dumb uh, guy. Stephen Avery. And yeah. The guy in no, Wisconsin. No, no. There's there's another one. That's a, there's not one chasing a murderer. It's what's it called? Making uh, a murderer. No, there's another one. It's about the Unabomber. It's on Netflix. You're thinking of um, Sarah McLaughlin's Building a Mystery. No. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you about my favorite. Uh, kind of she snorted. True crime thing that goes along the same lines. Is, is it, do you guys know? Have, I'm sure you've heard of the West Memphis Three. Oh, oh yeah. No, who are they? Yep. Yes. Were they a band? Maybe some yeah. of our listeners have lived um, under a rock. Elaborate. Okay, well, the West Memphis Three were three um, young teenage boys that were accused of mutilating and murdering three really young kids, all boys, uh, in West Memphis, Arkansas in the early 90s. Um, They were all put in prison for 18 years, 17, 18 years. Um, Damien Eccles was the one that was sentenced to death, and he was on death row the whole time. So they were tried as adults? There was actually, and, and there's actually literally no physical evidence tying them to the crimes. They took it to the Supreme Court. Um, they, they did an offered plea to get 
free finally. I think it was 17. They were in prison for 17 years. Um, they never really did get acquitted technically because the offered plea is basically you plead guilty mm-hmm. even though you didn't do it. Right. Um, but I became obsessed with that. The HBO did a documentary series starting in the 90s um, called uh, Paradise Lost. Um, I can't remember. There's three of them. I can't remember the name of all of them. I think I watched one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's awful and interesting, and it makes you really upset and pissed off at the same time. Because And it's scary to imagine that. Uh, that I mean, couldn't you imagine being in their their shoes yeah because these kids wore black listened to heavy metal and didn't look like every other teenager they basically were a scapegoat because the cops couldn't figure out who murdered these little boys um but then there was another movie called west of memphis that was made by the guy that did lord of rings peter jackson peter jackson yeah um they became interested in the case and west of memphis was made and it basically kind of outlines the fact that one of their stepdads probably is I think that's the one I saw. Yeah. yeah. The most current one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really good, but I was just kind of going along the theme of... Peter Jackson actually has a new movie coming out. Uh, it's actually a World War One documentary. Oh, wow. Where they they actually colorized all these this old World War One footage, and they actually did ADR... They actually had lip readers come in and did dialogue replacement on all these old uh, reels, like film reels. Uh, Holy shit. That sounds really cool. It's, it's already, it's, they played it on BBC uh, already, but they're actually releasing it as a theatrical release here in the States. And wow. apparently it's amazing. That would be mm. cool to see because I've I've always been really interested into I mean, a lot of like war movies. And, and I mean, apparently it's amazing. They they did it. They apparently they did such a great job on the ADR. Like you can't even tell. You ADR for 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 people who don't know most movies, uh, the dialogue has been replaced in a studio. That's why it sounds so clear and awesome. Uh, they will do production audio and then bring the actors into a studio to replace. The dialogue that they captured on the set. Yeah, do a voiceover like yeah. a cartoon. And all they're doing is matching lips. It sounds hard. It's not. Uh, so anyway, they did that same thing with old World War One footage that no audio was possible. That's incredible. Uh, and they colorized it. And yeah, apparently it's amazing. I'm so. interested. I can't remember the name. Uh, would you look it up, Tyler? Peter yeah, Jackson, you... World War One. Just look it up. I'll look it up. You guys keep going. Yeah, there's there's a name. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a nice current event kind of thing for the podcast. Anyway, I will throw my horror movies out there because they're kind of obscure, and I think people need to watch them. If you can find this one, my favorite horror movie is kind of I like campy horror movies. Um, Sleepaway Camp. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. I think there's like actually four of them. Uh, it kind of did the Halloween spinoff thing. But the first one is my favorite. And I honestly couldn't... I, I don't want to sit here and explain all of the movie because the end is kind of controversial and I don't want to get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
it's like like it sounds there's these kids at a camp and they're getting murdered and it's like probably the one of the worst um cinematography movies i've ever seen but Mm. it's hilarious but it's scary and gruesome at the same time and really screwed up and messed up so that's one of my favorite horror movies but there's also a movie have you seen tusk the name sounds familiar um what is the guy's name um uh he is in the um tusk well you say tusk i automatically think fleetwood mac well, <laughs> i'm sorry like yeah they play, the song, they play the song which makes it it's kind of weird uh, I see. um he is in all justin what's his last name city no he's an he's an actor you're talking about hot guys <laughs> <laughs> Definitely the movie's not. really screwed up. I just realized my mic is just sitting there falling the whole time. The guy gets, um, he goes out to interview some dude, and this guy turns out to be a super creep, and he's obsessed with a walrus that he was apparently shipwrecked with. He had, like, it's kind of creepy. He had, like, sexual relations with a walrus. And so he turns people into walruses by sewing flesh suits together and, like, making them have, like, walrus tusks. It's creepy. I had nightmares for, like, a week. And um, it takes a lot. That sounds very visual. I I picked a weird time to leave and come back. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've been Googling the movie Tusk here. Yeah. It got a 44% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's actually not bad for a horror movie. At all. What Justin, what's his name? Justin Long. Justin Long, yes. Uh, He's in all kinds of movies, but it is one of the most disturbing movies I've ever seen. Yes, I recognize so, his, his picture. Yeah. Because yeah. I've seen him in a handful We're of We're going to have to mute my microphone through all this. He's like a I was going to. cute guy, right? Yeah, thank you. It was literally about to fall. Otherwise Wait, did he this. play in Dodgeball? Yes. Yes. And he's in um, the some of the other... Uh, what's the horror movie where... Um, hmm. They like fall down like a, a hole and there's like a Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, Jeepers Creepers came out in 2009. Oh. Yeah. Which is horrible, but Tusk uh, is creepy. So, oh, he also played in the movie Accepted, which I don't know yes, if you ever watched. he's in all kinds of But I, I remember seeing that one in theaters. So speaking of Jeepers Creepers, I remember the worst movie experience I ever had, like actually seeing <gasps> something right. in the theater. Uh, I was in Yuma, Arizona. And reminds me of the movie 310 to Yuma. <laughs> Yuma, Yuma, Arizona. There's a whole story behind this, but we'll save that for the Meet Ryan episode. Yeah. I guess. Don't give too much away. Yeah. But We're I remember building an outline. Uh, the movie theater, like the actual theater, was as big as this room, but a little taller, you know, for the screen. And uh, well, as I sat down, I realized that a couple of the other papers. That was the chair. <laughs> Did you just break the chair? No. It's this thing, little rubber thing. Anyway. <laughs> it's, the, it's the arm. So yeah. Ryan is sitting in a, a fold-out chair that has little canvas arms. And the arms have these little rubber things. And <laughs> bet you can't do it again. All right. <laughs> Fair play. Yeah. So we'll, we'll it, allow it. Uh, so anyway, I was in Yuma, Arizona, and uh, my friend, who was in the Marine Corps, was supposed to meet me in Yuma to drive me to San Diego. And apparently he got, you know, 
fucking, by a scorpion. He, 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 apparently, he got the worst duty that day, and so he was delayed. Wait, do you mean he had diarrhea or he had to work or shitty shit? He was a Marine, so all it took was the, the sergeant on duty to say, hey, dude, you're, you know, doing this. I, I never did find out why. He just, he just, I remember the text he sent me. It was, it was something like, well, I got fucked. Uh, it'll be a while. Just hang out. So I did the thing, ate dinner at Applebee's, and then... Ooh, America's favorite neighbor. <laughs> By myself, which is terrible. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll just find a movie theater. You know, that's a good way to burn up two hours, right? I get to the movie theater, and I can't remember what two movies were there. But the one had already started. It was already like 15 minutes in, and that's the one I kind of wanted to see. But they wouldn't let me in because it had already started. That's stupid. So I had to wait 30 minutes to see Jeepers Creepers 2. <laughs> That's the one where they're on the school bus. <clears throat> yes. So, beyond the fact that Jeepers Creepers 2... So, is that where you 2, got them peepers? So, beyond the fact that Jeepers <laughs> Creepers 2 is, pr- is a pretty terrible movie, uh, so I sit down, I got my popcorn, Justin is I got still my drink. like laughing at himself. Got like, my drink, so I got, you know, <laughs> I'm just trying to make the best of it, and all of a sudden, there's like five people roll up, and they've got... They've all, they, each one of them has a flask. Oh. Like a flask of some random alcohol. And you can just see them drinking it the whole time. And they just progressively get louder. And uh, the screen was pretty jank. There's like stains on the oh, screen. So this is creepy. And uh, there's like a part, you could see where the screen had been stitched back together. It was the worst theater I've ever been in. And the popcorn was cold. Uh, okay, so that's a deal breaker. Yeah. And then, like I said, the other patrons were just getting more and more drunk and loud. And so, yeah, I hate that movie. Oh, because of the circumstances under which you saw it? Not necessarily. It's a terrible movie. Yeah, no. it, it, it is. The it, first one wasn't bad. The fact that I paid like eight fifty in 2003 to watch this shitty movie, that sucks. Uh, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, but the upside is, my friend finally did show up in Yuma at like 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> we hauled ass to get to the PX before they stopped selling alcohol. And we bought a lot of alcohol. And we drank most of it. So that was fun. That was a good time. <laughs> cool story. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like, the idea was me for not to spend the night on the base uh, because I'm not allowed. Mm-hmm. But that didn't happen. So. I'm sure they you know what really sucks? I can't say cool story, bro, anymore. <laughs> like, sincerely. Because everyone thinks I'm being a dick. I wouldn't say, say that. Say cool story, man. You could put That's in like a... Same... You could, no, throw in a... That really was a cool story, bro. Yeah, but even that say, sounds hey, like bro, sarcasm. Cool really. Say it was no, genuinely a cool it's, story, it's bro. It's in the eyes. It's in, no, then it just sounds like... It's sarcasm masked in hyperbole. No, no, it's all in the eyes. It's all in the if you, inflection. If you do like this. Oh, you got to use you your like, smile you do the, no, Whatever you, you say, you get the fing, fing, You get finger guns. Cool story, bro. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> great, that was a great story, man. You know, you, you do finger guns, then I'll know you're serious. No, don't do that. No, no. Hey. Here's the rule, though. If you do the finger guns, you got to follow it with... Yeah. Right. Ooh, no. Yeah. Please don't do that. Please smize. don't. Yeah, smile, smile with your eyes. Smize. Tyra Banks taught me that. Am I doing it? 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, you are. Smiling? You should. You, you should just do that all the time. Just do that all the time. Yeah. You know. Oh dang. If that. If. if Good dang. Dang. Uh. <laughs> Darn it. I, I look that. like Gilbert Gottfried when I try to <laughs> smile with my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's Gilbert. Why is the light so loud in here? <laughs> Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why podcasting is great. Oh, man. So are there, are there any other tangents we want to go on? No, but I would like to come back to one. That's kind of <laughs> oh. like a full round. Like a full circle. Thing. Yeah, I want to come back full circle with like a really fast Tyler's hot a round master. to kind of wrap up the show here. Oh, I thought you were going to say a story about anal. No. No. Oh, <laughs> we started the that show. Would be, that would be truly full circle. Oh, man. Because oh. I was going to say something because about an anus, going Because an anus is a circle, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. Never mind. Then. That was a nice save, Brian. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're, no, welcome. You're welcome. I, I, I want to have some quick questions. <laughs> to wrap things up so kind of rapid fire here uh what's the strangest thing that you've seen on a rider or just like a weird request or something that sticks out in your mind uh, tuna out of the can tuna out of the can out of a can instead of a pouch out of pouch no, like not in the can like tuna removed from the can oh oh but i completely misunderstood that but wait it couldn't be from pouch no like removed from the can like in a Bowl. Like, right. May have been I before had to pouch. physically but, open the can of tuna. But and put it. would they have noticed if it had come from a pouch? No, I just mean like tuna that was not in a container. Like, uh, just a reminder: uh, no pop filters were harmed in the making of this podcast, except for that one. Um, what was? So it had to be just like dumped out onto a plate. They wanted it like ready to eat. They like didn't, they didn't want to have to drain it themselves. Basically, it's probably what. Mm. Like you were oh. feeding a fancy cat. No, I can get it. Pretty I, much. I understand. Yeah. Okay. But I thought that was weird. Did you swap it for cat food? No, I could have. Fancy piece. Yeah. Oh, shit. Should have. Okay. Coolest show you were. Or first one that comes to mind that. Guns N' Roses hand down because they're my favorite band ever. All right. Worst show you were. The Eagles. Unmemorable. You would not work another Eagles show? Probably not. All right. Well. Clap. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to discuss? I think not. Hey guys, you've been listening to the Conscious Separate Podcast. It's been me, Tracy, my friend Whitney, Tyler, Justin, and Ryan. Thanks for listening. Check us out next time. One more. Really? Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Yep. Eyebrows up. Eyebrows up. Eyebrows up. Smile with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Hey guys. And, and speak directly into the mic. No, she, she was directly in the mic. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Separate Podcast. You've been listening to me, Tracy. Yeah, we'll get it in post. Enthusiasm! <laughs> we'll get it in post.